Conversations Live, powered by Just Talk and Lisa Listen. I've got two beautifully well-dressed gentlemen in the room with me. But first, I want to announce we have outstanding Lisa Listen in the chat room. Let's say hello to Lisa, if we can do that. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, Just Talk is a speaking, professional speaking and coaching company. And we have a division called Lisa Listen that specializes just for women and empowerment of women. And uh, in the studio today, we have... Uh, this is going to be our feel-good session. This is going to be a well-being session, right? right. So we've got Dr. Dave Anderson, yep. and we've got Dr. Lan Anderson. And you two gentlemen are packing with education. We're not going to focus fully on education, but I want people to see just how smart you are. Check this out. I'm going to read a couple quick bios. Uh, start with you, uh, Dr. Dave, and uh, just verbatim straight off the page dr david anderson graduated with his bachelor's degree from utah state university in 1974 i actually had my i had a full head of hair back then <laughs> i had the full afro back in 1974 i hadn't even thought about that till i just read this i just want you to know you probably don't believe it, but i'll show pictures later i'm just trying to imagine that <laughs> right i knew you didn't believe me <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. And Dr. Dave uh, earned his master's degree in communicative disorders from the USU in 1975. Mm-hmm. USU is Utah State University. Utah State. Okay. Yes. Uh, he obtained his doctorate degree in audiology from the University of Florida. Dr. David holds Nevada State license licensure uh, for audiology and is a board certified hearing aid specialist. He is a member of the fellow of the American. Academy of Audiology. Dr. David has served as a past member and past president of the Nevada Board of Examiners of Audiology and Speech and Language Pathology. That is packing. (laughs) And I only read half of it. You're, you're, I'll bet you, Chris, your wife would want me to read the rest of it. <laughs> no, I don't think she, she doesn't. Would, no. Okay, <laughs> okay. She, she hears all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to me before I read Lands. What was that a tough education path for you to? Was it four years of, of regular college, then four years of medical school? How'd that go? It's uh, four years of uh, regular college for the bachelor's degree. Okay. Uh, another year for the master's degree, and then three years of. Uh, two to three years with uh, your externship in doing um, the postgraduate or the, the doctorate degree. From that part, from the, from the, from the, the day you knew you wanted to, to focus on this and become an audiologist, to the day you finished that externship, what was the most challenging part of that for you? I think the most challenging part is, is knowing where I wanted to go, but uh, Chris and I uh, had uh, two of our children during that, at that time, we were young and trying balance to uh, balance family, uh, uh, extended education, and uh, everything that you do, and not taking your eye off of where you want it to go and wow. keep it balanced. Wow. Hold that thought. I want to come back to you on that because I want to do land. I want to ask him the same question, and then I want to see. I'm not. It doesn't have to be the same answer, but I'm very curious. So, land for you, your your, your biography. I'm going to read straight off again. Dr. Land Anderson graduated. Cum laude. So you're one of those smart boys. Well. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. You see it on the paper, don't you? <laughs> no, that's good. With his bachelor's degree from Utah State University in 1996, he earned his master's degree in communicative disorders from USU in 1998. His audiology doctorate was 
obtained from the Arizona School of Health Science Sciences. Dr. Land holds Nevada State licensure for audiology and is a board-certified hearing and a- hearing aid specialist. He is also a member and fellow of the American Academy of Audiology as well. Dr. Land has been a clinical audiologist for Anderson Audiology since 1998. He is the president of Anderson Audiology and is a founder of the Audigy Group. His primary area of specialty is auditory rehabilitation with an emphasis in advanced digital hearing aid technologies. Another, this is a lot of, this is a lot of stuff here. Dr. Land has a strong passion for assisting those with communication disorders. He is focused and dedicated in improving the quality of, of life for those with hearing loss by enhancing their ability to communicate more effectively. Wow. This is a lot of, I'm going to call it edumacation. <laughs> and you know what? We have someone in the chat room, too. Before I expound more on it, I want to ask, before I take the chat room, I want to ask about what the most challenging part may have been for you, Land. But let's take this chat person come right back to it. Lisa, you have someone in the chat room? Yes, I do. And... They want to know about the use of audiology uh, to diagnose Parkinson's disease. Ooh, they want to get serious right away, don't they? (laughs) Let's answer that question, and then we'll restart back, because I don't want to forget that. The use of audiology, first off, what is audiology? You you, you lead us off with that, Dr. Dave. Audiology is the science uh, and the practice of identification of hearing disorders and uh, balance disorders hearing and, and, and the treatment of that within our scope of practice okay fair enough so down do you need me to repeat that question from the chat room uh, no i don't think so um you know and my response to that would be we, we probably never would use audiology to to diagnose parkinson's okay disease, fair enough because uh, we are so specialized with what we do um and, and not being medical doctors uh, would not be able to, to no that's that's a whole different that's yeah. a whole different discipline is what it is uh-huh. so how would with this this person in the chat room how would we separate that from to what would be the process for that person in the chat room that asked that question go go to see his his family doctor first I would imagine take me from there correct go see the family doctor um, have all the necessary workup done there the okay. family doctor practitioner is going to be the one that's going to diagnose that individual with the Parkinson's, okay. if we see that hearing loss um, is possibly a side effect of the Parkinson's, right. um, then we would see that person specifically for that and, and treat that. Right, right, right. That I like that. That makes a big difference. So now that actually helps that person in the chat room get the sense of the process, correct? Right. Yes. So then you would work along right along with the other doctor. Yes. Gives us a chance to kind of be a part uh, of a team that's looking at the whole person. It's a team perspective. I love it. So the audiology, I have some questions for you on this. I, I just, I thought about this before the program. And one of my first questions I want to share with you, uh, I can't wait to hear. Oh, sorry. Let me interrupt myself. I want to ask Lan, <laughs> how, what was the most difficult part for you on the educational part from the time that you knew you were going to be an audiologist to the time that you finished that externship for you? You know, I think for me it was understanding business honestly um Ooh, and under- that's a big deal what he's yeah. saying absolutely you know because with us in school we learn how to become really good audiologists right but nobody really teaches you leadership responsibilities or how to be a good leader and how to run a business or even so, purely how to run a business exactly you didn't get to learn that until you were in the business yes. am i right right exactly yeah. wow that's a big deal and that's another myth a lot of people think that when they're dealing with doctors 
or lawyers, attorneys, people like this of statures like that, we believe that their lives are just perfect because they're doctors. You two don't have any problems at all, do you? None whatsoever. Right? Uh, we didn't. right? We, we walk uh, a great road. Actually, in all serious, seriousness, life is good, but life is filled and flecked with challenges, and, and, uh, and you can expect that. Life is building a business. Life is building uh, relationships. Uh, you don't build a business. It has to be sustainable. You have to treat patients in a certain way, build relationships with patients, each patient at a time, uh, in order to sustain that business and, most importantly, in order to, to provide for those patients' needs. That's huge. That's really huge. When you talk, That was actually well said. Not to have you reiterate what Dr. Dave said, Dr. Lamb, but for you, what are some of the most challenging balancing perspectives of running a, a, a thriving practice and living a life too? Because again, we put doctors on a pedestal and we just assume their lives are perfect. They don't have any problems because right. they're smart and intelligent. They've gone to school and they've got these great businesses and they dress well like you too. And in fact, you two, you two made me put on a suit today. <laughs> no, there, there's a number of challenges. I mean, we're no different than anybody else. Right. Um, life is life. We have families yep. and we have imperfect families and we have children and and Shh, man. <laughs> your family's gonna be watching this later <laughs> right you know they there's, can hear you there's issues and challenges and so we have to overcome them along with we do looking to, to build a quality life and keep the joy and keep the energy and keep practice our gifts and our talents and and take time for ourselves and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's step back into some audiology question. Those 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 are actually very well answered. How does what you do serve others? How does what you do serve others? I think that the most enjoyment that I've seen in in what I've done for the past forty years is I've dedicated what I do in in audiology is to be able to reconnect families to be able to reconnect people whose communication systems are go. broken because of, of hearing impairment, to be able to connect those families so that they can have conversations around a dinner table, Very so nice. they can watch the TV in the same room, uh, so they can participate in, in outside activities, and so they can function and, and, and become meaningful in their chosen profession. Wow, that's huge. Let's, first off, let's give a round of applause for 40 years. That's right. 40 years. You just, you just celebrated a 40th anniversary, right? Yes, this and, year. And I know from, from working with you gentlemen that the average lifespan for most audiologists is 10 years, right? In Great. terms of the health of how long, that you've, you've done four times that, right? Yes. Yes, we have. You both need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> that may happen as we're sitting here. Because <laughs> we've had full days. That's right. a long day. <laughs> no, that's really, really impressive. I, I, it's just something to be admired. I like that. Uh, would you agree? How, how, how does what you do serve others with the same exact thing Dr. Yes. Dave said? Absolutely. We get, to improve some, we get to improve individuals' quality of life by Huge. helping them hear better. And, and the 40 years thing... You know, it's, it's difficult, but we're so passionate about that. Yes. I mean, that's what motivates us. So it gets up every morning. It's the opportunity we have to go and, and, and help people, um, live a better life. That's huge. That's huge. Is that what, what, is that why you were inspired in the beginning? And that, did you probably learn from watching dad as well? And you go, wow, this looks like this could be something I could sink my teeth into. Is that where your motivation came from for your why or? Yep. Yep. 
majority of it, absolutely. Nice, nice. And then once you got into it, it fit. Absolutely, yep. Oh, thank God it did. Yeah. <laughs> you hold it for a story. You go, I don't want to be like my dad, but I can't do it. <laughs> what are some of the hearing challenges that, that some of the common hearing challenges that people face land? Oh, those who have hearing loss or hearing impairment, I think some of the, the main challenges they face are um, depression and oh, anxiety. Oh, I never even thought of that. I never um, even thought of that. Social isolation. Yes. Um, we'll see on a pretty regular basis where they're angry. Um, spouses, family members. Wow. Um, just because they don't have that ability to connect with those that they love and they care about. You know, I never thought about the depression that could come from that sort of a hearing uh, impairment, whether it's total or partial or whatever. Also, you know what else? People don't like to repeat themselves. Exactly. No. And we no. have to be very careful about that because it's a silly human quirk. Okay, so they didn't hear it the first time. Say it again. I'm talking about even folks that are fully functioning hearing we get we get a little frustrated if we I told you that this morning. I know, yeah. but it's tonight and I forgot. Yeah. And to add to that, right? absolutely, to add to that, I mean, research tells us that it takes the average person seven years before they're evaluated, okay. diagnosed with hearing loss, and they seek treatment for that. Wow. So sometimes they're living with this for many, many years. Frustration. Families are living with it for many, many years, and they are very, very frustrated. Well, and, and I was going to bring this in later in the show, but I want to bring it in now because you talk about that frustration and how long it takes for it to become diagnosed and all, the the repair, the opportunity for repair and improvement has really dramatically improved over the years, has it not? Oh, significantly yeah. so with the technology, uh, with what we were using 40 years ago to comp comparing that to the digital processing that we have in technology now. Um, it's it's light speed ahead. Help people in, in hearing in more difficult listening settings, in groups, in background noise. Uh, with softer spoken voices, uh, these things are, are significantly improved with the newer technology. Well, you brought a couple of those. I'd like to show some of that technology, if you don't mind. If you could put that in the palm of my hand, I want people to see how small these devices are. I'm going to hold this up. I'll take this one in this hand. So these two devices that I hold, these are what, less than half an inch, right? Yeah. Less than a half an yeah, inch. Yeah, about a half an inch. Okay. They it, sit. They're they're called invisible in the canals. Okay. They sit down fairly close to the eardrum where they they really are invisible. You just don't see them when wow. they're placed in the ear. There's a little antenna sticking out from it as well, right? Uh, then that's it's almost invisible. Mm -hmm. And then I take this piece here, and this piece. Tell me about this piece here that I'm demonstrating. That one is a uh, uh, we call it a re receiver in the ear technology and. Uh, it actually fits behind the ear with certain advantages of multiple microphones, a little bit bigger shell in which you can put more technology to assist, but also Incredible. meets most of what patients are looking for is, is uh, cosmetics. I knew you were going to mm -hmm. say that. So yeah. speaking cosmetically, you are a handsome dude. <laughs> I'm not going to try to take you out. Don't even go there, doctor. But I want to say to you, go ahead and go ahead and place this on because you're a married man and so am I. So, but you're a handsome guy. You want to keep your handsome looks. So put this on. Let's see how invisible this thing gets. These are, even with the use of the, the headset here, which makes sure. it more challenging, uh, the thing that we find about this nice. is this just really disappears it completely disappears and that is impressive 
and uh, it's comfortable, lightweight, wonderful. I Amazing. love it. I love it. We have someone in the chat room, but before I get that person in the chat room, I got to tell you, I'm looking at you. I would never know that you were wearing a, a hearing device at all. Uh-huh. And lucky for you, Mr. Man, you still have all your hair. <laughs> like Land and I have a different it's challenge. It's not fair. No, it's not fair. <laughs> because that little bit of hair you have going, like it's, I, you can't, I can't see at all. And that little tiny wire is blending in with your hair. I can't even see that you have an aid on. Yeah, so that's true. powerful. Thanks for demonstrating that. I'll let you pull that out in case Thank you, you. So that you don't. Uh, Lisa, you have someone in the chat room. Yes, I do. Uh, they would like to know what the cost is and Ooh. if there is any help for getting coverage on the cost of that. Dr. Dave, you want to take that? That's a great question. Uh, the technologies can range for for quality level of technologies. They'll range anywhere from uh, a little over $1,200 per device and some of the more advanced technologies can run over $3,500 per device. That is nothing compared uh, to what I thought it would be. So the costs have come down along with the sophistication going up. Well, yes. and particularly when you consider the benefit and the value of what this is doing when it's putting a patient or putting an individual back into life. Wow. Uh, Plugging them in. It, it's yeah. hard, to, uh, hard to put a price on that. No, and, that's huge. And in term, some insurances do provide... Uh, benefits for this uh, some do not there's also uh, financing plans that are available to make things more affordable for our fair patients. enough you do that financing the financing plans right there at Anderson audiology or is it a third-party vendor uh, we, it's a third-party vendor uh, okay fair, but you connect it with them yes, yes very exactly. good mm-hmm. so you make it easier for the patient absolutely very good thanks Lisa for that that's good coming from the chat room I appreciate that uh, with that then let me move to another question uh, share a major success story, if you will. Land, let me start with you. What, give, uh, give us a major success story from someone that their life was somewhat challenged before, uh, being able to get the support and help that you and Dr. Dave and your facilities can mm-hmm. provide. Maybe, maybe I'll just share one of the most recent that I've had. I've had so many. Sometimes it's hard to, hard to pick and choose. That's which a good one, thing. But, but um, this one was of a, a newborn. Um, wow. And great experience had a few weeks ago with this, but this baby kind of sat in front of us, had been diagnosed with a quite a severe to profound hearing loss, and we had the opportunity of fitting that child with hearing aids. And that's um, amazing. The child remained asleep while we were doing it, so we put the hearing aids on, and then activated the hearing aids and. Just a wonderful experience to see the child's eyes open. So tell us the difference. The child without the hearing aid, the child's hair is probably is like can't hear anything, so it's not responding to anything. Then you put this hearing device on, then the child now opens up. What does that look like? That's eyes be opened. Just... Mom's eyes were pretty teary at that time. Wow. She wanted to be the first one to speak so nice. that that child could hear her voice for the first time. And um, mom and dad were pretty emotional during that time. And then... The child actually began to cry a little bit, and that's just because it's, it's well, scary. New. It was new. Like, had what not, is all of this? Had not heard before, so a little bit, a little bit overwhelmed just with the sound that, that they were hearing. But, but what an incredible, marvelous opportunity and experience. And that's why you work as hard as you do. To, that's why to, we do. Yeah, you to, those kind of those kind of events and situations and stories keep keep bringing you back because you you change the quality of that that little child's that baby's life and their family's life. Because now they get to be a full part of the family, functioning part of the family, and not separate from the family. Correct. Wow. Were you were you going to have a thought on that too, Doctor Dave? You know, and it's and it's more than, if I might stress, it's more than 
just putting the hearing aids on. It's a process, and it's a learning process, and it takes time. Uh, when Dr. Land put those hearing aids on, that was the first, uh, that was the, the day of beginning of yes. hearing for that child. And uh, That's a big deal. There's still challenges that lie ahead for that family, but this child has every opportunity now to... Uh, to go forward and, and accomplish dreams and goals. That is so cool. There's yeah. something that Lisa and I say in our business to our clients at proper times, and we say everything rises and falls in language. That's true, <laughs> yeah. And this child now gets to be a part of that rising and falling versus being treated separate from because they can't hear or they're, it's some sort of a dysfunction when they can get to be a full part of that family. So that's, that's huge. To help someone be able to be connected to what the biggest thing that we all do on a daily basis is communicate with one another yes. all day long. And that's the biggest uh, challenge with hearing loss is it breaks that and creates a, a barrier of communication where uh, the isolation occurs and uh, the lost opportunities, uh, the loss and, and relationships. Oh, I love the relationship dynamic is completely now changed because of that. that's a really good point. What about you, Dr. Dave? Do you have a a story that you could share with us that, that warms your heart or that was miraculous or just something that was really unique because you two got involved. You know, the children are always uh, uh, touching as, as you, as you yep. diagnose the child, their tears, and then as you start to fit the child, uh, you start the rehabilitation process. Mm -hmm. You see how the child's responding, their tears. But you, it's great to... Uh, so rewarding to see people who are struggling. Uh, the person who's sitting back as the family's discussing things, who's no longer a part of that discussion, who, who no longer is laughing with the things that are funny that right. they're discussing uh, because they're not hearing they it. They missed it, sure. And, and putting those, watching those people come back into, into communication watching the patient walk out of our door and come back and say, I heard the birds. I can't remember the last oh, nice. time I was, I heard the birds in the trees. Nice. Very nice. Um, it's, uh, that's gotta be a pleasurable feedback loop that when that comes back like that's, that, that's uh, what keeps us going. That's what keeps uh, the passion alive. That's us. huge. That's really huge. And you've got four facilities around town. Yes. You've got Henderson, Summerlin, Rainbow, and as Aliante. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did my homework on this yeah, crew here. They're good. They're good. <laughs> I'm bragging on myself a little bit there. But that's, that takes us over to, you know, Landon, you and I were having a conversation in the groom, green room about the negative impact of hearing loss. Let's have a little conversation about that. What are some of the negative impacts? We've talked a bit about it, but what some of the, more, uh, the other negative impacts of hearing loss that those of us that are used to hearing all the time may not know, may not have even thought of. Right. And, and most people who are hearing impaired, they don't know what they're not hearing because they can't hear it. Right. Um, so usually it's the family who, who kind of notices it first. So I always find it interesting that the family members or, or friends that are related to this individual are struggling, suffering just as they are mm -hmm. with some similar negative side or impacts of the hearing loss. And again, it can be social isolation. It can be, Anger, depression, frustration, embarrassment, um, a lot of negative emotions and feelings that go along with that. Is it mostly because the thing that most of us take for granted, like 
being able to see or being able to hear or being able to speak. Like we don't yeah. think about that as being a gift, but they really are. Yeah. And then when that's not there, it creates a frustration level between those that have it and those that do not. Do you think that there's a dichotomy because then you come you know, face on with this challenge that you don't think about because we take so much for granted. Do you think that's like part of why that is? What do you think, Dr. Dave? Absolutely. And the thing with hearing loss is oftentimes it's very gradual, it's very insidious, and it's occurring uh, in the life of, of the patient or in our lives. Uh, others, as Dr. Land mentioned, are noticing it before we notice it. And because it's so gradual, it's hard to come to grips that, hey, I have a hearing problem. Right. As it's more... Uh, at a, at a lesser level of impact on communication, but yet still at that same time, we're starting to isolate, to with, withdraw. Uh, yep. And uh, we've always uh, had the philosophy that uh, our patients have the hearing loss, but the family has the hearing problem. Oh, that's uh, a good way to put mm-hmm. it. And that's so, a good way to put it. I really like that. The, the, the patient has the hearing loss, but the family has the hearing problem. Yep. Because at the end of the day, that's where the connection part is. It is. Not on the, not on the, the I have a small story about that. I, I did three speaking engagements back to back some time ago, and it was too much. I mean, there was not even one day separating them. And I overused my voice. And as it turns out, I actually lost my voice for 18 weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was a big wow. And the reason I want to share that with you is because Lisa was visiting and we were going to have, we were having a conversation, but I was given by doctor's orders not to speak because my voice was so damaged. So I had to write notes. She got so frustrated because she wanted to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. She got so frustrated that she said, you know, well, I'll catch you later. Not to be mean spirited or anything, but it was very frustrating to not hear the voice that you, you want to hear, you used to hear and, and to communicate that way was more archaic and difficult. So I think about that from the opposite and not, well, it is a hearing situation, but it was more in my case, I couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, the, the frustration of not being able to have it come so easily is where the challenge comes in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that true? Absolutely. Many times you would have to rely on Lisa to, to speak for you. Correct. And many of these individuals will have to rely on others to hear for them. And then that does something to their ego or their self-esteem, doesn't it? It sure does. They just lose their independence. And do you think we get better as, that's well said, Len, they lose their independence. And you like to, you wouldn't even think someone with a hearing loss would have a problem with that, but that's probably a main problem. Yeah, it is. What do they, what what do clients share with you about restoring that independence? What have you heard from clients about that? The exciting thing is, just for example, going to a restaurant with with uh, someone else, with your family, whomever it might be, and not being able to give your own uh, order your uh. food because you can't communicate, you don't hear what the person uh, taking the order is saying. Going to the grocery store, uh, someone makes a comment as you're checking out, uh, you miss what they're saying. You've got a line of people behind you, so you want to, uh, do you want to just keep asking, well, I, I just didn't quite understand what you said. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a frustrating thing. It is. Knowing that human nature, people don't like to repeat themselves. And, yeah. and hearing loss is invisible. So because of its invisibility, they can't see the people, challenge. Don't, people don't understand why that's going on. That's a good point. It's almost like, uh, like if you break your arm, 
or you you break your leg, people can see it. They can see the cast. Mm-hmm. They can see the, see the crutches. Mm-hmm. But if you have something going on, like a mental disorder or something that you're not functioning well, but you look fine, our eyes see that you look fine, and we make it so, even though it's not yes. so. Yeah. And there's not as much empathy yes. and help and support oftentimes for people that have situations like you're talking about because you look normal or what we call normal, right? Yes. yes. So that's a very, very good – that's some really, really good insights. Let me ask you this. What are, what are you, start with you, Lan. Mm-hmm. Dr. Lan, what are you most grateful for? In the line of what you do, how you get to do what you do, what are you most grateful for? Just the opportunity to improve someone's quality of life by helping them hear better. Nice. Every day. Every single day, every single person. And the opportunity to develop relationships with these individuals. Um, that's powerful. Very cool. Um, Very good. Wonderful. What about you? What are you most grateful for, Dr. Dave? Much the same thing. The, the opportunity to see people become their best selves as we help them overcome uh, and have strategies to move forward with, with the impairments that they might have, to be able to work with a team that we have, with our great people who are so caring for those that come to see us that share the same uh, values that Dr. Lan and I do, um, uh, it's it's building relationship equity. I love that. And it's, you know, what's been rewarding for me is as I see those who were were children and, and infants when I first started my practice, and now I'm seeing uh, their children uh, and seeing others coming in lifetime value lifetime value of being able to serve families wow wow well that's incredible i tell you what you two you know for doctors you two men are pretty balanced well well sold gentlemen for doctors i'm saying i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) no you left you you guys are unbelievable where can people reach you at Dr. Lane, where can people find you if they want to reach out and get and, and look into your services? Our best source would be our website at andersonaudiology.com. Perfect. And Perfect. that'll list our four locations, and so you can find the one that's most conveniently okay. located to you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, for us here, where they look, if you're looking for our podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Apple TV, Roku TV, Stitcher, Google TV, YouTube. There's an RSS feed. You can also be able to find us on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, last but not least, Vegas Video Network. You can find us right here as well. And I have to tell you, I, I was looking forward to having the two of you in. I know that what you do brings so much value to the community and to, to lives and, and to restoring relationships and that sort of thing. So I was very excited to have you here. And I definitely going to be excited to have you back another time. But I have to tell you, one by one and two by two, you two have left me feeling really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>